listen here, dude, this is the Hulkster, and I'm on the PCGCCK1 show. Don't tread on America. Let's do this, brother. nothing special about being American. None of you can define for me what an American is. I am the nation. I was born on July 4th, 1776, and the Declaration of Independence is my birth certificate. The bloodlines of the world run in my veins because I offered freedom to the oppressed. I am many things and many people. I am the nation. I am 200 million living souls and the ghost of millions who have lived and died for me. I'm Nathan Hale and Paul Revere. I stood at Lexington and fired the shot heard round the world. I'm Washington, Jefferson, Patrick Henry. I'm John Paul Jones, the Green Mountain Boys, David Crockett. I'm Lee. Coming to you from the D-Tom Studios in the free state of Florida, sponsored by Maker's Mark Bourbon, this is Don't Tread on America. everybody doing out there today it is sunday july 16 2023 and i'm your host don q all right new intro there not new it's actually an old intro from the the one and only hulk hogan i'm gonna have to get a new one from him and uh drop the ck1 since he never wants to be on the show son of a bitch (laughs) but that's fine all right guys let's get this show on the road sorry about friday had a situation here at the d-time studios and uh, <clears throat> just couldn't squeeze in the show. Life happens. I'm just a dude with a full-time job and a part-time podcast, and I fit it when I get it. You know what I'm saying? Let's do this. All right, why I got you guys here, please, let's not forget to check out the Detom store link at the bottom of the podcast app and what you're listening to this on. Make sure to use Detom in the promo box to get 10% off your total. This is you guys helping the show out. So if you could check it out, I'm going to add some more merchandise. When I get done recording here today, I'm going to add some more stuff to the shop. So go there, check it out. I'm looking for some t-shirt ideas. So I got a couple of things in mind. So I'm going to try and maybe put a new t-shirt together. Check it out. Use the link at the bottom of the podcast app. It just says DTOM store. Hit that. It'll take you right to the website. And uh, help a brother out. Come on. While you're on your podcast, make sure you're following the show. You follow the show, subscribe, whatever the button is for whatever podcast app you're listening to this on. If you're on Apple or Spotify, you can give us a rating, uh, preferably a (laughs) five-star. 
And then also, most importantly, share this with your friends. Share this with people that need to know what's going on in the world today. And brought to you by a person that gives two fucks about anything. I don't care that I don't have sponsors. I sponsor myself. This is a self-sponsored show. That's why I'm trying to sell some merch, trying to help me out. (laughs) I don't need sponsors. I don't need y'all. Fuck y'all. Self-sponsored. Here for you guys. Also, guys, if you want to follow us on social media, I keep saying us. It's me. If you want to follow me, if you want to follow the show on social media, you guys, check us out. Check me out. Check the show out. (laughs) Don't Tread on America on uh, Facebook, Instagram, and the Ticker Talker. And if you want to check me out on on the uh, Twitter machine there, it's DTom underscore 1775. Or my personal Twitter is PCGC underscore 1775. From any of those, you can check us. You can uh, shoot me a message. You can tell me to go fuck myself. You can tell me whatever. I don't care. You do you. Just hook us, hook up with the show. Link up. Follow. You get updates. If you're not on social media, that's fine. You can check the show out at DontTreadOnAmerica.com. Subscribe. You won't get a bunch of crap. You won't get a bunch of spam. You'll get show updates. You'll get sometimes if I do, if I have the time in my life, I'll do a blog occasionally um and also from there you can link up with the dtom store and the podcast so check the show out and uh guys please share all this information with your friends and people that need to know what the hell is going on all right let's jump into it so as you guys may well or be aware the Secret Service ends investigation into the cocaine found at the White House without identifying a subject. Okay, so obviously this isn't breaking news. You guys have heard about this. And um, I guess here's the deal. Okay, I'm going to read the story. So the Secret Service on Thursday said it has closed the investigation on how the cocaine ended up in the White House without identifying a subject, a suspect. The agency statement came after congressional Republicans said they were told the classified in a classified Secret Service briefing that the investigation into the cocaine found earlier this month was concluded without a determination who was responsible. There is no surveillance footage found that provided investigative leads or any other means for investigators to identify who may have deposited the found substance in the area. The agency said in a lengthy statement, without physical evidence, the investigation will not be able to single out a person of interest from hundreds of individuals who passed through the vestibule where the cocaine was discovered. At this time, the Secret Service investigation is closed due to lack of physical evidence. Okay, here we go. Now, I'm not... I've never done cocaine. I've never actually seen cocaine in my personal life, short of seeing it on TV or movies or whatever, right? But let's let's just write a story of the cocaine in the White House. Okay, I'm going to pick four suspects, okay? And these are people that you've probably heard mentioned, okay? The obvious one, right? Hunter Biden. Boom. The second probably obvious one that no one's really talking about, Ashley Biden. Okay, now why would she? Well, she's had her issues with drugs too. She's been to rehab for cocaine. She's done these things. Now, 
when I talked about this cocaine situation a couple of like a week or so ago, I was um, focused on Hunter Biden, right? You know, and I gave you the the analogy of a of a bank robber goes to prison for twenty years for robbing banks, and then he gets out of prison, and uh, all of a sudden he's back in town where he where he lives and there's all of a sudden a rash of bank robberies, you're probably going to go talk to the dude that just got out of prison for bank robbery, right? He might have not had shit to do with it, but you're at least going to go have a conversation with him, right? So if we know now that not only is Hunter a drug addict, but his sister, Ashley, is too, there's at least two people you probably need to have a conversation with. And I'm not saying that they're the ones, they might have had nothing to do with it, okay? But you you talk to these people. Was it Kamala Harris or someone to do with her? Because from all ideas, it was found in adjacent to her office. Uh, she seems more like a weed smoker than a cocaine doer. She doesn't seem the cocaine type, but whatever. And I'm not saying she did it. The fourth option was unnamed construction worker. Okay. So, for everything that I know about cocaine and how it's passed, okay, and they never specified as to how much was there. They didn't say if it was a dime bag, a gram, an ounce, you know, a kilo, I, I don't know. I'm going to assume that it was like a dime, like a small baggie. Like, let's just say it was a little Ziploc bag of, of uh, I almost said weed, <laughs> of cocaine, right? Just a small little... Not even like a sandwich bag. You just if you, if you guys know anything about anything, you know what I'm talking about when I say a small Ziploc bag. So let's just say that. One of the easiest things to get uh, fingerprints off of is a Ziploc bag or a plastic bag. So we're going to paint a picture. I'm And we're going to start at the the unnamed possible construction worker because there was construction going on in the situation room so let's just say that it was one of the construction workers and i'm going to start with them and i'm going to dismiss them immediately because now once again i'm not the purveyor of cocaine my name's not tony montana or whatever the dude's name was i'm not scarface <laughs> but of all the drugs available to a construction worker I would say one of the least things that that person's going to do is cocaine, mainly because of all the drugs available, it's probably not the cheapest. And in my earlier days of life, <laughs> I worked in construction. Uh, the, um, the drug of choice for a lot of these individuals, now granted you're talking a while back, but you know, wasn't cocaine. Cocaine's more of a, a white-collar drug. It's not a, a swing-and-a-hammer kind of drug. You know, those individuals might smoke some weed. Uh, Worst-case scenario, they're doing crack, you know, crack or crank or meth or doing something to, you know, I know uh, I know cocaine has that same woo effect, but, you know, it's a lot more expensive than, you know, doing some meth or something like that. Uh, not to mention the fact that if <laughs> it were one of these uh, construction workers, I would think working in the White House, 
that you're not just going to, you know, the local Home Depot or Lowe's and getting some fucking freak show to come swing a hammer at the damn White House. You surely these people have been vetted to some sort of extent to where they're probably drug tested. So, boom, I'm dismissing the construction workers right away, which means it more than likely was a family member. Now, it also could have been a staffer that, hey, uh, Susie, can you get with your cousin to get me a dime bag of Coke? Uh, it's 4th of July weekend. I want to party it up. I mean, not for nothing. It's not like uh, Hunter's got the best memory of remembering shit. You know, he left his gun here. He left his laptop there. Surely he forgot to grab his cocaine before they took off to Camp David. So the fact that the Secret Service, well, we don't know. It's hundreds of people. In the meantime, <laughs> the FBI, the Secret Service, the Capitol Police have no issue <laughs> identifying the thousands upon thousands of people that insurrected the Capitol to to uh, cause an insurrection and take over the government. We have no problem being able to identify the old grandma that crossed through the fucking velvet rope and hem her up on charges. We have no issue doing that. God forbid, in what should be the most secure building in the fucking world, <laughs> let alone the most secure building in Washington, D.C., should be camered up like a motherfucker from wall to wall, uh, drug-sniffing dogs, bomb-sniffing dogs, whatever-sniffing dogs, and you can't... <laughs> you well, How is it? Hundreds of individuals. Hundreds. You can't identify and talk to those hundreds of individuals. Um, and where this was found were those hundreds of individuals in that one particular spot. Did they go to that one particular spot where the cocaine was found? Or was it a handful of people? Was it not necessarily Hunter or Ashley who put the coke there? Or was it a drop? Okay. Hey, you get the coke, put it here. I'll Venmo you the however many, however much money that cost. I'll give you a hundred bucks, two hundred bucks, whatever it is. Right? Is that possible? That you're not even going to talk to these people? Or... Do you 100% know whose it is? And even if it was a drop, whether it be a staffer or whatever, you, you, you have to believe. I saw a meme. It said, by telling us you don't know, you're telling us you know. And, and I'm on board with that because how this all broke down, and I'm not trying to beat a drum with this, but I'm just giving you my opinion on the whole situation. On July, so July 4th was a Tuesday. So on July 2nd, which was Sunday, this white powder, quote unquote, was found in the White House, in the West Wing, in the library with Colonel Mustard, I think it was. It wasn't where they said it was initially, regardless of where it was. I don't care where it was. It was initially reported that a white, powdery substance was found in the White House they called hazmat. Why? Not because whoever found it thought it was cocaine. Whoever found it thought 
it was anthrax. They locked down the White House. They called hazmat. These motherfuckers rolled in there like, like outbreak, right? Uh, no, no lie. That is exactly what happened. I'm, I'm here to tell you, man. No, no joke. That's how it happened. Because they thought whoever, I say they, the, the individual who found this thought that's what it was. If, if uh, Bob Johnson, the, uh, the, uh, the, the butler, you know, I don't, I don't want to say butler because I know it's not the right word, but the, that person found this, thought it was coke, he'd have been like, oh, motherfucker, this fucking hunter left his damn coke here again. So I guess point being is this. Initially, they thought it was it was um, anthrax or some sort of poison, whatever. Okay? To the point where when the hazmat team came in, they got it. Then they tested it, found out it was cocaine, and blah, blah, blah. So let's assume, let's just say for shits and giggles, that it was anthrax. It was a dime bag of anthrax that someone left there to try and kill the president. Whatever. Do you think then they would know who put the anthrax there? Because the same hundreds of individuals who passed through the vestibule where the coke, where the anthrax, I'm sorry, was found. I guarantee you then they would know. So what's the difference between cocaine and anthrax? I mean, other than the obvious, I'm, I'm asking a stupid question. I get it. My point being is if if you found a gram of cocaine, now, yeah, we don't know. It's hundreds of individuals. It's more time than it's worth to try and check it out and whatever, whatever. Or a gram of anthrax, right? You see what I'm saying? So, obviously, it's not that they don't know or they want to know. They don't care. They don't give a shit. It's a bigger deal to someone like us. Because we're trying to prove a point that you this, you know you got a fucking $100 million fucking crack den going on there in the White House. So, I guess in the grand scheme of things, you could say, what's the big deal? And it's not necessarily about the Secret Service or whoever covering up for Hunter or Ashley or whoever's the coke was. Because, and I'd have to believe that it was one of someone's coke. And I, no shit, it was someone's coke, Don. What I mean by that, if it was Susie Johnson, the assistant fucking uh, travel assistant to the secretary of the undersecretary, it, oh, who fucking cares? They'd be like, it was Susie Johnson, the, you know, blase, blase. So the fact that they're like, yep, don't know, it's someone in the family. Hunter, Ashley, Joe, Jill, whatever. It, it's one of those peoples. And they're just trying to brush it under the carpet so no one, it'll go away. We got to find something else to take all this out. So surely something's going to pop. Oh, I have that for you here in a second. Just hold on. So the big deal is so if you talk to a uh, a person on the left if you talk to a liberal democrat whatever then you're going to get the what's the big deal who cares they found coke maybe it was hunter maybe it was ashley's maybe it was construction workers who who cares it that's not the point the point is is here's another crime no matter how big or small it is 
that let's just assume it's hunters. And I'm and the reason I say that is for the fact that they're trying to get rid of it. It's a non-story. Another another crime, whether it, no no matter how big or small it is, a crime nonetheless. That here we go. We're just going to sweep it under the rug. The DOJ's not getting involved. Oh, it's uh, that's the uh, Secret Service Services pur- uh, purview or whatever. Well, what the fuck? <laughs> so, you know, we have the laptop, we have the gun charges, we have this. We're sweeping, we're sweeping, we're sweeping. We're getting sweetheart deals, and and. My thought process, I still can't get away from the fact that <laughs> what if the Coke was Hunter's? Now, did he leave it there on purpose? Did he did he not pick it up on purpose? Did he it's almost like I can't help but feel that there's there's a lot of sabotage going on in the White House by whomever's hands, whether it's within the family and they're doing it on purpose. Whether Jill's trying to get Joe to run for president for whatever reason she wants to be in the limelight as the first lady is uh, is one of his kids doing this to to help dad out by not being president anymore because he obviously doesn't need to be there. He's not fit for the job. I, I don't know. I'm just speculating here, obviously. I'm like having a conversation with, uh, with a couple guys at the gym today and... Uh, the one guy was like, what the fuck? Who's that? Like, a lot of people don't even know who the fuck Ashley Biden is. Well, that's, I know it's the daughter. I don't know if it's Jill and Joe's daughter. or I think it's Jill and Joe's daughter, if I'm not mistaken. But whatever. That's the one that the diary a couple, a couple years ago were, um, I think, well, I don't think it was Project Veritas. I, was, whoever it was, it had the, had the diary and talked about how her dad used to shower with her and stuff when she was little and stuff like that. I was like, what the fuck, you know? Why is Ashley a cocaine addict? Why is Hunter Hunter? Well, God bless. If your dad's freaking Joe Biden, you'd probably be on drugs too. And it and regardless, you know, that's a that's a disease. I'm not making fun of Hunter. I'm not making fun of Ashley. I'm making fun of the fact that these people are just letting crimes go with with no trouble. It's like, oh well, see, you know, what are you gonna do? But then, you know, the other day, there's uh, there's a uh, I swear to fucking god, <laughs> there's a uh, investigation. They have uh, Christopher Ray on uh, on uh, Capitol Hill there, and they're talking about Ukraine and whatever else. And uh, one of the congressmen or senators. Uh, Mr. looks like Tiffany. I don't know who he is, where he's from, whatever. It doesn't matter. Um, he asked Christopher Ray this question, and it kind of makes you wonder, did he say the, the quiet part out loud? I, I did don't Joe know. Biden take pay, uh, payments from Burisma or any other foreign companies as vice president, president, or private citizen Biden? Uh, as you may know, there is an ongoing investigation being led by the U.S. attorney in Delaware, Mr. Weiss, appointed by President Trump in the last administration 
that our Baltimore field office is working with, and I would refer you to, to him as to what, if anything, can be shared. So the president is under, um, he is under um, investigation. I'm not going to confirm or speak to who is or isn't under investigation for what. I'm simply so going to tell So he's not you, under investigation? I didn't say that either. Okay. So he is, but he isn't. He isn't, but he is. Um, the part where he says, um, let me back it up to right about here. Or private citizen Biden. Uh, as you may know, there is an ongoing investigation being led by the U.S. attorney in Delaware, Mr. Weiss. So there is an ongoing investigation being led by Mr. Weiss. So the president is under investigation. I'm not saying that. What's being investigated and who's being investigated? If there is a current ongoing investigation being done by Attorney Weiss in Delaware, who's he investigating? Well, I can't say that. Well, you just did. So it's almost like he didn't realize he said what he said until after the do side. Well, so the president is under investigation. Oh, I didn't say that. Well, you kind of did. Yeah. <laughs> As you are well aware, there is an ongoing investigation being done by Mr. Weiss in Delaware. Well, who the fuck's he investigating? You're well aware. So, what what does it all mean, Basil? And now this all happened between Thursday and Friday. So then, what happened on Friday? Because, of course, we have to spin it. We have to get the focus off of the cocaine in the White House. That story is two weeks old we gotta we gotta stop talking about that because although in the i say i would say in the grand scheme of things it's not a big deal because whoever's coke it is whatever this isn't the first time they found drugs in this particular white house not the white house in general i'm sure in the span of a 250 years there's been plenty of drugs in that white house but under this administration this is not the first time they have found drugs in this White House. So, once again, another drug situation is going to get swept under rugs. And I and I get the point of what's the big deal. Let's this. There's other things going on that we could focus on. While we focused on this, and it's not about whoever's drugs found in the White House. The fact that it was cocaine, we could probably narrow it down to two people. And the fact that they're not saying whose it is, is probably, you could probably narrow it down to one person, Hunter. And the reason they're not saying, oh yeah, it was Hunter, is because here's another crime being committed by Hunter that they're going to have to get rid of. So they're using the excuse that because there was hundreds of people in that area, we can't figure it out. Although you have no problem identifying every single individual that was in the Capitol on January 6th. You have no problem identifying and arresting or at least talking to every single one of those people who quote-unquote broke into the Capitol. In the meantime... You're charging these people with federal crimes for, quote-unquote, breaking in to the people's house, the Capitol. We, the people, 
own that house. But yet these people, these individuals are being charged with trespassing. That'd be like you forgetting your keys at your house, breaking into the house, and the cops arrest you for trespassing. It's my fucking house. That is our house. Whatever, whatever. Point being is you're charging. You've not only identified, but you're charging these people with different crimes. The White House, which is a federal building, forget about who lives there. I don't care who lives there. I don't care. Joe, Trump, Obama, I don't give a shit. It's not their house. It's also our house. Nonetheless, federal property. If you got busted at the post office, you're at your local post office in BFE, Missouri, and you drop a bag of cocaine or weed or whatever, you know that's a federal crime? You know if you take a handgun, even if you're a lawful, permitted individual into a post office, that is a federal crime? So the cocaine being in the White House illegally because hmm, it's an illegal drug is a federal crime. But we're... Don't know. Can't figure it out. Hundreds of people were in that area. We don't know. Get off your asses. Interview the hundreds of people and find out. Or you already know. Because like I said, if that had been a gram of anthrax, guarantee you you'd be talking to those hundreds of people if you didn't know. So what's going to happen next? Well, on Friday, President Joe Biden authorized the deployment of 3,000 U.S. military reservists to Europe. Sorry, I hiccuped. (laughs) To Europe as part of a long-term operation in response to Russians' actions in Ukraine. Biden issued an executive order on Thursday authorizing military leaders, including the Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin, to mobilize select reserve forces in an effort to augment Operation Atlantic Resolve. The move comes shortly after Biden attended a two-day NATO summit in Vilnius, Lithuania, this week, where President recommended that to the alliance and amid Ukraine's continued push to join NATO, U.S. troops will not be deployed to Ukraine. The country is not a NATO member, and U.S. troops are not on the ground. In other words, they are. Uh, Biden's executive order means up to 3,000 extra personnel may be deployed augmenting the armed forces in support of uh, Operation Atlantic Resolve, according to a press relief from the DOD. The Department of Defense said that executive, um, executive orders means Operation Atlantic Resolve will now be designated a contingency operation. This new destination benefits troops and families with increased in thor- uh, increases in authorities, entitlements, and access to reserve component forces and personnel. Army Lieutenant General Douglas Sims, Joint Ch- uh, Staff Director 
of operations said in a press briefing on Thursday. The contingency operation design uh, designation allows Biden to mobilize reservists and means those reservists will receive the pay support, blah, blah, blah. So, we've made an effort to say that they will not be deployed to Ukraine and they are not on the ground there. So, why are we sending troops to Europe and what is Operation Atlantic Resolve. Now, <laughs> the funny thing about this, never heard of it. I, and and I watch the news probably more than the average person. I'm not saying I watch the news more than anybody listening to this. But I would say I watch more news than the average person. Um, never have I heard of Operation Atlantic Resolve. And it's not, well, Don, it's new. He just did this. He just did the troops on Friday. I got you. Operation Atlantic Resolve started in 2014. What? Yeah. So Operation Atlantic Resolve refers to military activities in response to Russian operations in Ukraine, mainly the war in Donbass. It was funded under the European Deterrence Initiative, in the wake of Russia's 2014 invasion of Ukraine, the U.S. and U.K. took several immediate steps to enhance the deterrence post, uh, posture along the eastern flank of the NATO of the uh, North Atlantic Treaty Organization, including augmenting the air, ground, and naval presence in the region and enhancing previously scheduled exercises. So. This happened after Russia invaded Crimea, took and annexed Crimea. Um, what's the point of us sending troops to Europe? We, I say we, not not me. They feel that. Putin is going to, like, once he takes Ukraine, he's going to keep marching westward into Europe and take over. Like, they're, they're painting Putin as a Hitler type. Now, I've said this time and time again. I'm not sitting here saying that Putin's a great guy and he's a swell guy and everyone should get to know him. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that what he's doing is right. I'm saying that what he, in his mind, he feels is right, and it has nothing to do with Russia wanting to take over the Ukraine. We talked about this the other day. Your biggest issue with everything going on in Ukraine is NATO. I talked about the agreement that that was signed with with Russia back in nine in uh, late 80s early 90s that NATO would not encroach on the borders of Russia. They have done everything but not do that. The only two countries right now that aren't a part of NATO that border that country are Belarus and Ukraine. Every other country that borders Russia is part of NATO. So, yes, I personally believe Putin has every right to be a little pissed off about what's going on. Because if he didn't, if, if Putin hadn't reacted, because this isn't new. Yeah, he invaded uh, Ukraine last February. Yeah, that's new. But this conversation has been going on for 10 years. 
This Ukraine becoming NATO has been a thing for over 10 years. Crimea being taken over by Russia was a result of this. He wanted to make sure he had, if if NATO was to move into Ukraine, he was going to make sure he had a water port on the Black Sea. Okay? Is he right by doing that? I'm not saying that. But NATO start. it's like NATO essentially is the bully here. Okay, we can paint Putin as a bully all day long and whatever, whatever. You can say whatever you want. I don't give a shit. Look, open your eyes and look at to what's going on. If, if NATO would say, Ukraine, you're never going to be a part of NATO. We're wiping our hands with you. And then in turn, talk to Putin. Bring, if NATO brought Putin and Zelensky to the table and said, look, we, we, you have our word. Here's a treaty. We're going to sign it. We will promise Ukraine will never be become, will never become a part of NATO. Uh, hand of God, sign the treaty. We just need you to make sure that Ukraine is left alone and they become whole again. I'd be willing to bet that you would be fine with that. This is all because NATO, for whatever reason, needs to be in Ukraine. Now, we could go down rabbit holes and conspiracy theories of what's going on in Ukraine with biolabs and all this and that. You know, show for another day. The part of Donbass, the war in Donbass, for example, is... Um, so, essentially, this has been going on for a while also. And um, it was a quote-unquote armed conflict, uh, conflict in the Donbass region of Ukraine... The part bordered the Russo-Ukrainian War, um, which began in April of 2014, when armed Russian-backed separatists seized government buildings and the Ukraine military launched an operation against them. So you had Russian-born, I've told you this before, once upon a time, Ukraine was part of Russia, or the Soviet Union, I should say. So you have people that in that country that feel some sort of way about Russia and feel some sort of way about the way Ukrainian, the, the government, is treating these people. So, essentially, the war in Donbass was a civil war, or is a civil war. Um, they're being helped by Russia now to separate, maybe. I don't know. I don't know if they want to become part of Russia. I don't know if they become their own country. I don't know. But this, this has been going on, and Russia, for the most part, didn't have a whole lot to do with it until recently. And the things we're not being told is that NATO wants to move into to Ukraine in response to Russia doing what they're doing to show you, ha, ha, ha. That's never going to happen, because as soon as it does, we automatically go to war with Russia. So they can't allow this. Why in the hell... We can't come to a peace agreement is the biggest question being asked by everybody. Well, the answer is we, the United States, won't allow that to happen because we have eternal hatred for Russia and Putin and whoever is the head of, of Russia, whether it's Putin or the next guy. We've had this hatred for 100 years for whatever reason. 
and I've said this time and time again, it's hard to have these conversations about Russia and be on their side because it has been ingrained in our heads and our conscience and through history and teachings and movies and TV shows and songs that we are to hate Russia. You know, if you're 50, 60 years old, you know exactly what I'm talking about. So we won't allow that to happen because this is a, another Vietnam for us. This is a way for, I say us, I'm not making any money off this. You're not making any money off this. But for certain people that line the pockets of certain politicians to make money. Why is it that you see certain Democrats and certain Republicans like, yeah, we need to do this. But not all Democrats and not all Republicans, because there's a lot of people on both sides of the aisle that feel some sort of way that this is bullshit. But there's others, Lindsey Graham and other Republicans and Democrats, who are like, no, we got to equip them. We got to do this and we got to do it. Why is that? Guarantee of their biggest donors are some of these fucking weapons manufacturers. I guarantee you. So, of course, we need to arm the Ukrainians because that's more money for me. In the meantime, and I said this the other day, when is Zelensky going to finally realize that they're using you via uh, Saddam, Osama, um, Gaddafi, and the other dude from Panama? I can't think of his name offhand. But when are you going to realize that you're being used in your people of your country that you should care about are being used to... Do this. You're sacrificing your people for no greater good other than to line the pockets of de- defense spending and defense military operation, you know, builders and equipment and stuff like that. You, you're not doing anything. I mean, Zelensky's probably making money, which also shows that he gives two shits about his people. And if nothing else, that day that he's at the NATO thing in Lithuania. And no one fucking gave two shits about that he was even there. Should have told you everything you needed to know, Zelensky, that they don't care about you. They're using you. Noriega, by the way, just came to me. (laughs) They are using you. And when you're used up, they're going to kill you. Not Biden's not going to go stab you in the heart. But you will end up being the bad guy in all this in the long run. I'm not saying tomorrow, next week. It could be five years from now. It could be eight years. It's going to be a while. It's going to be down the road. Guarantee you, I'll probably be dead and gone myself. But this show hopefully will live on in the ethers. <laughs> but mark my words, the, 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 the folks that listen to the show religiously, and God knows I love the hell out of you guys, and I appreciate everything you do. Watch. This will eventually end. Zelensky knows too much. They're going to have to make him out to be the bad guy. Not to say that he will be the bad guy. I'm not saying that. But they're going to make him out to be the bad guy. Or he might do stupid shit like Saddam Hussein did. Or Osama bin Laden did. Where those individuals took our money, took our equipment, and used it for nefarious reasons. Saddam was given money and given equipment to fight Iran. Instead, he invaded Kuwait. 
we gave money to Osama bin Laden to fight the Russians in Afghanistan. Instead, he created the Taliban. And what did they do? Right? This is not new. This isn't the first time time we've done something like this. Whether Zelensky takes the arms and takes the money and they try to invade Belarus or Turkey or whatever, (laughs) Poland, uh, which would be stupid, with the exception of Belarus, because that would be stupid too, but everything else is a NATO country around him. So obviously, if he were to invade Poland, let's say, you have bigger issues on your hands. But then they just kill him. Or they'll make up a story that he's doing something and they'll just kill him. So, if I was Zelensky, I would probably try and find a way to find peace and get the fuck out of it and then retire. That's just me. Speaking of retiring, I'm out of here. now. <laughs> also, <laughs> on Friday, Hollywood's actor strike. Everything you need to know. So, yeah, the... The actors are siding with the writers, and they're going to uh, go on strike, or they went on strike on Thursday. So, the U.S. Actors Union, SAG-AFTRA, which was formed in 2012 after the merger of Screen Actors Guild and American Federation of Television and Radio Artists, <laughs> after the breakdown of negotiations with the AMPTP, the Alliance of Motion Pictures and Television Producers, which produced the studio bosses, SAG-AFTRA, has around 160,000 members, actors in film, TV show, as well as video game performers, radio uh, presenters, models, and YouTube influencers. Technically, the union only covers in the U.S., but Global Rule 1 demands that members pull out of any production anywhere in the world. Who is SAG after his firebrand leader? Well, that's (laughs) Fran Drescher. Um, (laughs) She's the president who you might remember a 90s TV show, The Nanny, having faced down the modicum of criticism for shooting off to Italy for a show, photo shoot with Kim Kardashian as negotiations were head for the rocks. Dish, uh, Drescher stormed back with an incendiary speech in which she scorned the studio bosses. They, play, they plead poverty, but they're losing money left and right when giving hundreds of millions of dollars to their CEOs. It's disgusting. Shame on them, she says. <laughs> and invoking the spirit of the French Revolution. Eventually, the people break down at the gate of Versailles, and it's all over. Here's the thing. Fran Drescher, <laughs> from the 90s sitcom, The Nanny. As much as... It, as much as we want to believe that the 90s just ended, it was almost 30 years ago that show was on TV. I'm not dissing Fran Drescher. She's obviously had more TV shows than I have. But you can be a SAG member having done commercials, okay? And after so long, essentially joining the union what it is it helps you get insurance and and so on and so forth you could be a sag member of sag uh not get a commercial let's say you get one commercial a year you try out for you know whatever and uh in the meantime you're working at walmart trying to pay the bills okay but still be a member of sag um not to say that everyone in sag is is a nobody i mean obviously there's big names in SAG. But (laughs) 
you're striking. And I, I think with the writers and with the actors, actresses, the point is with AI. So the, the writers, I kind of, I kind of understand. I get it. Like you're writing, like, especially for like, this, you know, different like cartoon shows like Simpsons and Family Guy and whatever, where you have physical writers writing these shows, but they've been on long enough and there's enough dialect that AI can produce these shows for free. <laughs> right? And now AI and all this stuff is getting so advanced that they can make movies, they can make videos, they can make songs, they can do a lot of shit without paying the artists. And the the actors, they just want a guarantee that their likenesses aren't going to be used without them making money, essentially. So now they're on strike. And uh, because, well, why are they going after this, the bosses of the studios and so on? Well, because obviously they're thinking, okay, if I'm, if I'm the head of Disney or, or whatever, and I make, you know, we make a, a billion dollars a year, I don't know, whatever. But in the meantime, we got to pay all these actors, you know, X amount of dollars for being in film and TV shows and whatever. But now we we can just use our likenesses, especially your your longer term or popular, more popular actors, you know, that do constant like a movie a year or more. You have a lot of dialect. You have a lot of audio. You have a lot of video. You have a lot of stuff for these AI things to put together and make out of it. I get it, but I also kind of laugh because I don't really give a shit. You guys, I, I <laughs> with the exception of us going to the movie tonight, and I'll tell you about that here in a second, I couldn't tell you the last time I went and saw a movie. I watch stuff. It comes on TV, and it might be 10 years, 20 years, 30 years. I don't care. I watch what I want to watch, and it is what it is. Um, I don't really watch a lot of new stuff, and, and here's another reason why I shouldn't get involved. Okay, if I were to start a new series of some sort on Netflix or Paramount or whatever. I mean, not for nothing. We, we watched Tulsa King, for example, decent. It's a pretty good show waiting for season two to come out, which probably won't because I would imagine they were in the middle of filming it and nope, we're on strike. And this is the kind of shit. So you're really just kind of shooting yourself in the foot. I would think by going on strike, what'll be funny is if these shows that are shooting second, third, fourth, fifth, tenth seasons where they just try the AI situation to see what happens. Then what are you going to do? Hmm, interesting, right? All right. So what do we got next here? All right. So I'm going to talk about a movie that's coming out, or it's, it's already out, I shouldn't say. So, you know, in the meantime, you know, we have a new movie uh, talking about the uh, taking Hollywood, I guess, if you want to call it that, by storm. And it's called The Sound of Freedom. Freedom. Now, you've probably heard other people talk about it. And like I said, I'm not a big movie guy. And I know Jim Caviezel was in The Passion of Christ, and he's been in some different movies, I guess. Now, this movie, what you if you haven't seen it or you don't know about it, it was based on a true story of Jim Ballard. And now... This I think the movie's been out for like two weeks now, two or three weeks, and it's kicking ass. I think it came out just before Fourth of July, like that weekend. And um, you've probably seen if you're on TikTok or you know on Facebook, Twitter, you've probably seen where 
the different uh, theaters around the country that it's in where, oh, the air conditioner's broken. Oh, the lights won't turn off. Oh, this, oh, this. It seems like there's always problems. Okay. And on the news, it's like, oh, uh, they're calling this a QAnon conspiracy movie. Okay, like it, <laughs> like it never happened. Like, well, this is based on a true story of a, of a gentleman, right? Well, it's never happened. It's his version of the truth. Okay, it's his version of the truth. But did it ever happen? Well, <laughs> this is a report from CBS News. This was almost 10 years ago. Up a major sex trafficking ring in Colombia, which has become a destination for tourists looking for sex with boys and girls. The police had help from an American who went undercover to rescue the children. And Elaine Quijano met him. Tim Ballard has one mission, to track down child traffickers. Four months ago, Colombian authorities asked him to investigate a tip that children were being sold there as sex slaves. Within a half hour, this individual walks up to me, starts asking me what I'm here for, what I want, and within m minutes, he says, well, I've got, I've got kids as young as 11 years old. Ballard, a former Homeland Security agent, now heads up Operation Underground Railroad, a nonprofit group that rescues trafficked kids. After that first meeting, the Colombians asked him to put together a sting. No men will be in here, only women. Operation Underground Railroad spent months planning, renting this house, rigging it with hidden cameras to document the crime, coordinating with Colombian authorities, and negotiating with the traffickers. How they find these kids is they lure them in by pretending to have a modeling agency. They target them at 9 or 10 years old. And they were telling us that about by 11, they're ready for sex. They're ready to be sold. What is that like looking into that kind of person's eyes? It, it, it's horrifying, and this is why. Because I've got a smile in the face of evil. This is the table where we're going to do the negotiation. Less than 24 hours after the operatives landed, the suspected traffickers arrived on the island, and the final deal with the undercover team began. <laughs> 54 boys and girls aged 11 to 18 were ushered in for what had been billed as a sex party. They were given candy and drinks and told to wait in this small room. This, this little 11-year-old boy, I remember, he asked one of my operatives if they could give him some cocaine or something. That they, he said, they usually give me something because I'm really scared. By the time the deal was done, the alleged traffickers were set to make $25,000. That transaction was never completed. 25 Colombian special operatives stormed the party, arresting five suspects, four men, and one former beauty queen, all charged with child trafficking. The victims, 29 of whom are under 18, were evacuated, given medical exams, and placed in a rehabilitation center where specialists are working to undo the damage. Right before I got in the boat, we had to walk by the, this room where the kids were, and they put their hand up. And I touched their hand and see that there's liberation now. Liberating one child at a time. <clears throat> so there you go. Now, I'm going to see this movie tonight with my wife. Um, I've been told that if this movie doesn't touch you in some way, if that right there <laughs> didn't touch you in some kind of way, then you're probably dead inside. So um, I'll let you guys know <laughs> on the next show 
if it's worth going to see. Uh, you can follow me or, you know, follow the show on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at Don't Tread on America. If anything loopy happens, I'm going to put it on there immediately. So, <clears throat> the, the interesting thing about this movie, now it's been out for about two weeks, you hear, like I said, that was on CBS News 10 years ago. Tim Ballard, ex-Navy SEAL, ex-Homeland Security, did this. This is not make-believe. <laughs> they had no problem reporting on it 10 years ago. What's happened in the meantime? Well, now it's some big fucking QAnon conspiracy theory that didn't happen. Okay, it did. Here's the fucking news uh, footage. So, fuck your shit. Why are all these people getting butthurt over an individual trying to stop child sex trafficking? Why are you getting so upset? Why? These are the same people that are telling us it's just some cocaine. It's no big deal. What are you guys doing? Then... You have these things going on. You have this um, is what I'm going to play here. Hold on, Jim. Hold on. I'll give you a second. <laughs> Jim Caviezel, he's responding to a tweet about saying that his days are numbered because they're they're claiming that the CIA is coming after him. Saw this from Wall Street Silver, um, and it's got uh, 4.7 million views. This is so recent. Let's just start there. It says his days are numbered, re referencing me. They will make it look like an accident. He is likely correct. The CIA does this, and it is used for blackmailing their assets in high places to keep them in line. Hollywood actor Jim Caviezel says CIA operates world's biggest pedophile ring. Well, <clears throat> let me explain something to uh, all of you in the world that think that I'm a little girl and I'm afraid of you. I'm not scared in the least bit. I gave... God brought me into Hollywood to become an actor. He asked me to do that. He was my intel officer, the greatest God, that, the only God. And he loved me enough to give me a purpose in my life because I was the lowest of the low at that time. And I would gladly trade my life to save these little ones because the screaming that I heard was so horrific. I can't sleep at night. At 3 in the morning, for whatever reason, I can hear it. So like David... I love my God. I love him so much, I'll give my life for him. Do you understand that? My life is okay, especially if it saves these little ones. So I want you to understand that when you try to do what you did to me on the Passion of the Christ, change the world narrative, you never scared me, and you don't scare me now. And it's also, I just want to say, I love General Flynn yeah. and how he gave his life. And guys like that inspire me. Warriors that I work with, SEAL teams that I work with. Not the media. Yes, there's good media, like Lara Logan, people that are giving their lives. They actually go down there, not your stupid fact checkers. And by the way, do you have to go to fact checking school? Where, is that like a doctorate degree, a master's degree? I'm asking Christians, public forget about, Christians, wake up. Stop fearing the devil more than you fear God. Stop being afraid. Stop, my, unlike you, I know I'm gonna die someday. I'm not gonna die by my own hand. I'm, I'm not going to commit suicide. I'm not, uh, 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 it may happen from an accident, and this has happened before, after the Passion of the Christ. That's right, 2009. Look up that date on Our Lady of Feast of Mount Carmel, what you tried to do. I'm not afraid of you. 
I got the Blessed Mother, she's with me. Our Lady of Guadalupe, she's with me. But our Lord Jesus Christ, who I love with all my heart, I do not fear you at all. So, <clears throat> the report that he's talking about was was here. <laughs> Hollywood actor Jim Caviezel says CIA operates world's biggest pedophile ring. Now, this was back in June of this year. So, Hollywood actor Jim Caviezel has warned the CIA operates the biggest, world's biggest pedophile ring and had some of the world's most powerful leaders as members. Now, I'm not going to go into the whole article because he kind of covered basically what, what it was. But he is one of the biggest... He talks a lot about adrenochrome, okay? For those of you that don't know what that is, you know, I, look it up. But we were, me and Chris were discussing this the other day. And here's what I think happened. So a couple of weeks ago, I saw, I think it was on Instagram, there was, I can't recall the person who was throwing, but there was, I guess every year there's this big party and it's called the white party. So everyone dresses in white and da, da, da. And uh, for some of the younger members or, or invitees, I guess I should say, it's sort of like an initiation allegedly it's sort of like an initiation ritual what are they being initiated to i don't know so i personally think you have a certain number of actors okay like a jim caviezel a Wahlberg, a mel gibson some of these individuals who know the dirty dark secrets okay and then they see this firsthand and one of two things happens. Either like, I don't care, whatever. Or they go the opposite direction. And then the the elites blackball them. Or they try to kill them. Um, and now I tried to look up this, the incident he was talking about uh, in 2009. I know as shocking as this is going to sound... Um, I couldn't find... I'm going to look again here. Um, uh, let's see, 2009. Oh, so it was a motorcycle accident. So um, so they're trying to say, yeah, that's what it was. So it was a motorcycle accident. So I'm, he's trying to insinuate that, you know, it was not staged. It was a, it was a real accident, but it was... Not just an accident. It was a purpose, I guess. Now, um, I think the biggest thing is, like he said, <laughs> I think you got to have to get to a point in your life where you're not afraid to die. You've got to know. Humans are the only people, are the only mammals on earth that you know that you're going to die. You don't know when you're going to die, but you know that you are going to die. Right? No other mammal on earth, or we assume, I should say, no other mammal on earth knows that. We have the conscience being that you know one day you're going to die. Could be tomorrow, could be 100 years from now. But you also can't be afraid that that's going to happen. And you can't be afraid to speak up about the wrongdoings and the things that are going on. I'm going to see this movie because I want to see what it's all about. Also, 
I think it's important, as, as expensive as it is to go to the movies anymore, I think it's important to contribute to this and show these Hollywood elites, these people that are crying and whining and that are striking in Hollywood because I'm not going to make my $20 million this year. Go fuck yourselves. I'd rather give the money to these people and Angel Studios and the actors and actresses that are in this movie that probably signed low low money deals, probably based on points on the on the backside. I'd rather give them my money. I don't really see a whole lot of movies in the movie theater. And that's the truth. I think the last movie I saw in the theater was Father Stew by uh, with Mark Wahlberg. And and ironically, the last the movie prior to that that I recall seeing was Deepwater Horizons with Mark Wahlberg. He is probably my favorite actor going right now. Um, not just because I think he's a good actor, but he seems to be a good person. Okay. And I think we need to start throwing our money towards these people. Does Mark Wahlberg need my <laughs> I don't know how much it costs to go to a movie. I guess I'll find out tonight. But does he need my $15? No, he's doing just fine. Um, But if I'm going to throw my... I'm not just throwing money at these crybabies and these whiners that are whining and crying and, oh, my God, oh, my God. Go fuck yourselves. I'm sorry. I'm going to throw my money at this movie tonight. We're going to see it. I'll let you know. I'm not going to tell you about it because I want you all to go see it also. Um, for those of you that listen to this and you're not in this country, if you have a way to be able to watch it, I encourage you to do so because this child trafficking situation isn't happening in America. It's not, I, well, no, I should say this. It's not only happening in America. A lot of these situations are taken from another country and brought here, Ukraine. South America. Hell, there was a story the other day I saw. <laughs> uh, I think it was last week. Border agents stopped a truck crossing the border. I don't know if it was an SUV or whatever, but and found a hundred or I'm sorry, it was a hundred degrees. Found twenty <laughs> teenage unaccompanied children, teenagers, stowed away. Now, what do you think? Those kids were coming in here for their parents. No one was with them. What do you think they were being being brought in here for? When there was a report, I think it was earlier this year, where the uh, Department of Homeland Security or whoever's in charge of all the, the the border crossing people and stuff, the Border Patrol and whatever, they misplaced eighty five kids. No, I'm sorry, eighty five thousand kids. You misplaced them. Where? How do you misplace 85,000 kids? Where did they go? Why aren't we asking that question? Well, we're not going to worry about 100 individuals and cocaine. Why are we going to worry about 85,000 kids? <sighs> Guys, this world's a fucked up place. And it's it's we've got to open our eyes. We've got to start saying stuff. We've got to start throwing our money behind individuals like this, movies like this. Stop giving it to these crybaby actors that think they're fucking special and they walk on water. We only know one person that did that. So, also in closing, I think if you have 
the extra money and you can support a film like this and you can support your smaller uh, individual news media groups, your uh, unaffiliated podcasts, you know, like, I don't know, Don't Tread on America and go to the D-Tom store and check out some of the merch there. <laughs> Shameless plug. No, but seriously, I mean, it's it takes those types of things to, to grow a business. This, what I'm doing here, like I said, I'm not crying and whining for money, but I, I'm doing this for free. I'm paying for this out of my pocket. You know, not that it costs hundreds of dollars a month to run a podcast. It really doesn't. It's literally between the website and the podcast. I mean, the fees to put out the podcast, I think I'm uh, 40 $50 a month. So it's not like, oh my God, what am I going to do? It's not about that. But I, th- I think I'm at a point with this podcast, in all honesty, where it's as big as it's going to get by myself with with what i do this is it it and i know i ask you guys to share 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 and i might be sounding like a broken record but it's 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 true you know you hear bigger podcasts say the same thing no please share this with your friends share this with people that need to hear it blah 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 and it's true because obviously you want more and more people to hear this i can guarantee you for a fact that this show is shadow banned, not necessarily just because of the things that I say on this show, but because of the label, because of our <laughs> our logo. The logo alone gets this show. I could come on here and talk about how great it is to be gay and pride events this and pride event that. It doesn't matter that my logo gets this show shadow banned. That's why I really need you guys to please share this with your friends. I mean, if you're a constant listener of this show, if you if you are if you subscribe to the show, if you're following the show, whatever, and you're listening to this show on a on a regular basis, I don't want to say daily because I don't do it every day, but the two or three shows I do every week, if you're listening to those shows, you obviously like what you're hearing. I'm not saying that every time I do a show, I'm knocking it out of the park. I get it. I'm just a dude with a full-time job and a part-time podcast. I'm not a professional by any stretch of the imagination. Okay? I understand that. I'm just a regular dude like you guys listening to this that's got a big mouth and talks a lot. That's all I am. There's nothing special about me. Nothing. But I'm special. No. But we can we can do this together. Okay? Now, why am I doing a merch shop? Why am I selling merch? Well, I'm not doing that to make money. I'm not trying to be like, oh, I need to sell t-shirts so I can get rich. I don't care about that. I've been doing this show for over two years, and I just started a merch shop. I don't care about making the money. The money that I get from selling this stuff is not going to go into my pocket. It's going to go to promote this show. I need to promote this show but as much as it only cost uh i don't know the dollar amounts offhand i think it's 20 bucks to do the show to put it out every month and 20 something dollars for me to have the website i don't care about that i've told you before this is a hobby it's not about making money but i'm getting to the point where i'm really digging what i'm doing i'm able to find content i'm able to talk about stuff and give you my opinion that might differ from some of the mainstream guys but to advertise this show costs money. More money than I'm willing to come out of pocket on. So that's where without me doing 
a Patreon and charging you guys because I don't think I'm that great <laughs> that I can go out on a limb and say, hey, subscribe to the show, $5 a month, $10 a month. I'm, I'm not even trying to pretend like I'm that. But I got a cool logo. Buy the shirt. Buy a sticker. Buy a phone case. Buy. Some, I'm going to do some more stuff here today when I get done. But by doing that, you're going to help me be able to promote this show. So the instead of me getting the regular 2,000 or so downloads a month that I'm getting, I can get four or five or ten or whatever. The more downloads I can get, maybe, maybe I can expand. And maybe instead of doing two or three shows a, month, a week, I'll do three or four shows a week or five. Do start doing video again. Maybe start doing some of these things to make the show better. Because I have a lot of things to say. I just don't have a lot of time to say it. <laughs> so I've got to find it. And uh, I just, just, you know, help me out, guys. Share the DTOM store. Share the show. I'm on every single podcast app except for Pandora for whatever reason. I, and I think I know the reason. My logo. They're not even entertaining putting the show out. Because I guarantee you because they see the logo. I guarantee you that's why. And that's fine. I don't care. <laughs> We're on Apple. Google. Amazon. I would say Stitcher, but they're ending in a month, so forget about them. Spotify. My host is Podbean. Okay? iHeart. Uh, Samsung Free. And then a bunch of different little podcast apps that I don't even know how I'm on there, but I'm on there because I can see where the downloads are coming from. I think those are ones from overseas, and that's fine. Point being is, if you just about everybody in this world, at least in this country, has a cell phone. Obviously, this show is not for kids. However, I think older kids, teenagers, high school kids probably need to hear some of my shows. I know I get animated, and I know I say things I probably shouldn't say. But I guarantee you I'm not saying anything that they haven't heard word-wise, curse-wise. I get it. I get a little animated. I get a little fired up. But I think that a lot of the things I say, some of these older kids, 14, 15, 16-year-old, 18, need to hear this. And not from mom and dad because they're oh, it's mom and dad. I'm just some dude, right? They don't know me. You're listening to the show. You obviously like it. So if you have older teenagers, I think it would help them. Some of the stuff for sure. Um, so I guess in closing, I'm just going to say, you know, I, I appreciate you guys. I appreciate the ones that hanging on and we're getting the downloads. Just share the show. There, no one has an excuse. Everyone has a cell phone, like I said. So I don't know the percentages, but let's say half of the country owns an iPhone and half of the country had doesn't. That other half has a Android device of some sort, whether it's a Samsung or LG or whatever. I don't know all the brands. Guess what? Your Apple phone and your Android phone automatically have a podcast player on them. You don't even have to download another app. Go to Apple Podcasts. Boom. Go to Google Play. Boom. If you don't want to listen to it on those, most of them have Spotify. Or you can download iHeart. You can do these things. You can download Amazon Music. We're on there, too. So just help me out. Keep sharing the show. Follow us on social media. Don't try on America. 
If you're not there, check out the website, don'ttrydomamerica.com. Like I said, check out the store. I think I'm going to get on there here in a little bit and add some more shit to help you all out. Uh, I don't think I need to put children's sizes on there, so we're going to stick with the adult stuff. <laughs> I don't know if you need a little uh, junior out there rocking a D-Tom shirt. <laughs> not yet, you know. So anyway, with that being said, guys, you have a fantastic day. It is Sunday, July 16, 2023, and I'll be back here on Wednesday. You guys have a great day, and I'll talk to you then. <laughs>